Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. nothing but a phenomenon of nature. But then so is love. For some reason, cover hillsides and meadows with snow and you have romance. Out come the painters to paint it, the old people to admire it, and the young to ski on it. Somewhere in between the skiing and the admiring comes the phenomenon of love. And so this is a love story, sort of. Two lonely people finding each other, you know, that sort of thing. Only something goes rather wrong, as you will soon see when we return with Act One of Josephine, tonight's tale of suspense on Crisis. I met Ben on the third evening I was at school. So many skiers were jammed into the dining room at the lodge. The head waiter asked me if I'd mind sharing a table with someone. And the someone was a tall, good-looking man in a blue ski sweater. He had silver hair, a rugged tan, chiseled features, and a cast on his foot. Excuse me, Mr. Drake. May I sit, Mrs. Davis, at your table? Oh, by all means. Oh, let me move those crutches. Oh, that's all right. You don't need... Excuse me, if I don't stand, I haven't learned how to do it on just one foot. Oh, perfectly all right. Please. Thank you. Oh, I never thought I'd get a seat. Crowded as the dickens, isn't it? I hope you don't mind. Not at all. I'm delighted. I'm Benjamin Drake. Portia Davis. Glad to know you. Glad to know you. Hi. 
Would you like a cocktail soup? I haven't ordered yet. Would you uh, like one? Oh, just a mild wine for me, please. Hot butter drums, please. Okay, thank you. Well. Uh, how did you break your leg? My foot. I hit a mogul. Oh. Happened just yesterday, my first day here. Just my luck. Oh, too bad. How long do you have to wear the cast? The doctor says six weeks. Which wipes out your vacation, no doubt. Well, I'm going to stay up here for a while anyway. Is uh, it Mrs. Davis? Yes. Enjoying the schemes? I hate to admit it, but I don't ski. I'm here for the lodge, uh, planning a new wing. Oh? I'm an architect. No kidding. A lady architect. Or is that my male chauvinism coming to the surface? No. I like to think I'm a lady, and I am an architect. And is your husband an architect? I'm divorced. Oh. The head waiter knows me as Mrs. Davis, and rather than go through a lot of explanations, she says... Sure. Are you from around here? New Hampshire. I have an investment brokerage in Laconia. Ever been there? No. I work takes me to resorts, mostly. I kind of specialize in resort hotels. That's fascinating. Really? Well, I'm not feeling so sorry for myself. Why? Well, if I hadn't broken my foot, uh, I probably would be out skiing instead of in here having dinner with an accomplished and uh, lovely woman. You must be a very persuasive investment broker, Mr. Gates. How's about Ben? All right. Good. Ah, there comes the grog. Ben was charming, self-assured but never pushy, really interested in my work. We ordered dinner and ate slowly, covering lots of territory. I had a stack of drawings waiting to be completed up in my room. Somehow I didn't want the evening to end. And I don't think he did either. My goodness, we've been talking and eating for three hours. So, where else do we have to be? We're working on some sketches. Portia. Yes? Don't go. I have to. I, I've got to get them. Don't started. do them tonight. Forgive me for being selfish, but... This has been the best fun I've had for a year and a half. I don't want it to end just yet. I don't either, but... See, for a year and a half, I've worked and done absolutely nothing else trying to fill up the hole in my life. I don't understand. Oh, I lost my wife. So I threw myself into my work, you know. Finally, the people in the office practically threw me out, insisted I take time off. I didn't want to. I was afraid of the vacuum in my life. Afraid of all the old memories that would flood back in. But now I'm grateful I did. I've met you. That's, that's very beautiful, Ben. I'm sorry to hear about your wife. Well, it was just one of those things. I, well, we all have to go through some sorrow in our lives. Yes, we do. Divorce isn't as bad as what you've been through, of course. But... Have you been lonely? Not really. I had my work. And Lana and I are still good friends, actually. It was a career conflict thing. I just couldn't buckle down and be the textbook doctor's wife, I guess. But that's the sort of wife Lana needed. Where does he practice? New York City. He's an orthopedic specialist. I can't imagine how he could have ever let you go. You're very nice to say that. Of course, to me, you'd be precious. Look, Ben, I think we'd both better call it a night. I'm sorry, Portia, if I... You haven't anything to be sorry about. What, what about tomorrow? Working all day? Well, most of it. How about breakfast? Oh, I never eat breakfast. Lunch? We'll see. Good night, Ben. 
The next morning, there was a single red rose at my door and a note that said, until lunch, Ben. I put the rose in a glass and tried to concentrate on the drawing, but it was no use. I kept seeing his tanned, serious face in the firelight of the night before. And the harder I tried to push him out of my mind, the more firmly he stayed there. At lunch, he was full of plans for the afternoon. Before he could manage a car, even with his cast, so he toured through the Vermont countryside. About four o'clock, we found this tiny cafe made out of an old stone house. Ben said, why not? So we went in for tea. And an odd thing happened. Although Ben had never been there before, the little elderly lady who came to see him... See you again, sir. Again? Why, well, I don't Mine's believe it. It's been a long time, hasn't it? And you're looking very well, my dear. I am? Well, well, thank you. It's so nice to have you both back again. Here's the menu. The apple pie. What did she mean? She thinks she knows us. I haven't any idea. Well, she's along in years, has us mixed up with someone else, obviously. Yes. She must have. May I bring you anything else? How about it? Well, not for me. Oh, you mustn't go before I read your tea. Oh, is that part of the tea? Oh, my, yes. Now, let's No, no, do his first. Oh, all right. Oh, this is very good. It is? Oh, my, yes. You're going to come into quite a sum of money. Your business plans are succeeding. Oh, good for you, Ben. Now, my dear. Well? Oh. Well, I... Oh. My goodness, it seems you're going to be married. Oh, excuse me. You see, I thought when you came in that you were married to each other. Oh, how silly of me. Not at all. I think you're quite remarkable, and I'm looking forward to all your predictions coming true. Thank you. Oh, what is it? It's nothing. I I think that's all the leaves tell me for now. Only, may I ask you a question, my dear? Yes? Is your name Josephine? <laughs> Josephine? No, I have an even stranger name than that. Oh, well, you see, my eyesight isn't what it used to be. Thank you. And come again. Goodbye. 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 Josephine. Now, where did she get that name? She's got ESP, obviously. Would you really think so? Well, what else can it be? Uh, Portia. Josephine was my wife's name. One week to the day after Ben and I met, he asked me to marry him. I knew he was going to do it, and I knew I was going to say yes. He got the license and set the date for the following Saturday to be married there in Vermont. Somehow I finished the preliminary drawings for the resort, got them all approved, and all in time for Ben and me to drive back to Laconia, to the big old house where he and I would live. Darling, it's an enormous place. With this curving stairway, the chandelier. You like it? 
Oh, it has some wonderful possibilities. Possibilities? Yes. I wasn't thinking of changing anything. Well, of course, it's awfully dark, and you I suppose have... it is, but I'm used to it that way. Where does this lead to? The living room? Yes, that's the living room. Hanging over the mantelpiece was a gorgeous, life-size portrait of a woman. I walked into the room. The woman in the picture smiled down on me serenely. Her blonde hair seemed to pick up what little light there was in the room. She wore a pale blue gown, and she held in her hand a single red rose. That's Josephine. She was beautiful. You're so much like her. Well, we have the same coloring. You're like her in so many ways. But how do you know, then? You hardly know me. You play the piano. Only a little. That's Josephine's piano. Ben, let's get out of this room for a minute. Ben, darling, listen to me. Josephine is gone. I'm not Josephine. I'm Portia. We're two different women. I know that. Ben, I can't live in her shadow. I know you must have loved her very much, but I can't replace her, don't you see? You'll have to love me for me. Of course, Josephine. I know oh, that. Call me Josephine. Did I, I? I'm sorry. Portia. I know you're Portia. It's just that we were talking about Josephine. Look, I'm tired. You must forgive me. It's this darn foot dragging it around in the cast all day kind of takes a lot out of you. Why don't you let me show you to your bedroom and then I'm going to turn in. bedroom was on a grand scale like the rest of the house. A huge four-poster bed matched the pale blue wallpaper and carpet. You must have been her color. I undressed and slid into the cool sheets, and I, I'd almost fallen asleep when piano music began to drift up into the room. Coming from downstairs, I took the robe over my nightgown and barefoot went out into the upper hall. Downstairs was dark. The hallway chandelier was dark. And yet, the sound flooded up through the darkness, up the curling stairway from the living room below. I felt my way to the top of the stairs, found a rail, and crept down one step at a time. Finally, I stood at the door from the main entry into the living room. I turned the knob. The door inched open. There was a soft, blue light coming from the far end of the room. It the lamp that illuminated the portrait of Josephine. Then, my eyes grew accustomed to the blue light. Ben, he was sitting on the left side of the fireplace, his head tilted back against the cushion, his eyes fixed on the portrait. And on the right side of the fireplace, the piano was playing beautifully, flawlessly. I crept silently into the room to see who was playing. And then, my blood turned to ice. The piano bench was empty. The piano was playing by itself. Portia, you're in over your head. Pack up and get back to New York. No, Lan, not yet. You haven't married the guy yet? No, next Saturday. Listen, dear heart, take it from me. Your friend Ben has a serious mental disorder. 
Now, I may be a bone man and not a brain man, but from what you've told me, he has an extreme set of illusions. He's sick. But if he is sick, I, I just can't leave him. I love him. Hey, is this the same Portia I used to be married to? The practical, pragmatic architect? I know, I know. It doesn't sound like him. When did you start believing in stuff like ghosts? No, no, I, I know it isn't a ghost. This morning I went in and looked at the piano. It's a player piano. I just didn't know they ever made player grand pianos. Listen, kid, don't get hooked up to this guy yet. I'm going to do some checking on your Benjamin Drake. How can I phone you? This number is 326-9657. 326-9657. Okay, listen, Portia, I'm glad you called me. Anytime, all right? Thanks, Lynn. Ben drove off early in the morning to visit his office in the village. I tried to think. Tried to make myself do rational things. Lan was right. Maybe I didn't know enough about this strange, brooding man I'd fallen in love with. I, I hated myself for it, but I began to snoop. I, I wandered into his bedroom. There on his dresser was a miniature copy of the portrait of Josephine that hung in the living room. I wandered into his bathroom. And suddenly, I, I had an inspiration. I opened the medicine cabinet and pawed through the bottles looking for a prescription bottle. There were several. And the, all the labels gave the same doctor's name, Bennett. It's very nice of you to see me, Dr. Bennett, especially under the circumstances. Yeah, glad to help if I can. You're Ben's doctor. Well, that's right. Dr. Bennett, he's asked me to marry him. What? That's good. Congratulations. I have to ask you, do you know of any reason why why I shouldn't marry him? Why you shouldn't marry him? Well, I suppose there are reasons, pro and con, on just about every subject under the sun. No, that's not what I asked. <laughs> that's not the answer you were looking for, though, is it? I guess the point of all this is, Doctor, is Ben in any way unbalanced about Josephine? Josephine? You did know her. Oh, yes, I knew her. Sometimes Ben calls me by her name. Well, that's understandable. He can't get over her, can he? Well, I suppose in a way he never will, no. You'd have to be prepared to pretty much live with that. I don't really know anything about her. Well, she looked a great deal like you. Yes, so I gathered from the picture. Look... I guess what it really boils down to is, well, is... Is Ben Drake a crazy man, right? Well, n not in so many words. I just... <laughs> but that's what you have to know before you can marry him. Certainly, it's a fair question. Well, let me answer it this way. Now, everyone has his little idiosyncrasy. Now, ben Drake is a sharp, successful, honest investment broker. Heck, he's got my portfolio. I'm well satisfied. Now, he has the confidence and respect of everyone who knows him. What his private, personal problems may be. They don't have any bearing on the sort of citizen he is. That's still not answering my question. Well, let me put it still another way. What would you say if I told you that the leading banker in this town goes home to his $100,000 house, dresses up in an engineer's cap, and plays with his model railroad? Huh? He's still a good banker. Oh, but this is different. I'm going to marry a man 
who's still in love with a dead woman. No, you're not. What? Ben isn't in love with a dead woman. Don't you see, young lady, Josephine is dead. She never lived. Except in the mind of Ben Drake. This is the Drake residence. Uh, Portia, is that you? Oh, hello, Lance. Am I too late? Well, what do you mean? Well, it's Saturday. You haven't married the guy yet, have you? No. All right. Here's what I've got on him. Luckily, I found a good private detective, and he worked fast. Private detective? Listen, first of all, that portrait of Josephine the guy's got in his living room, he bought it right here in New York at an art auction. Said he fell in love with the painting. You got that? There's no Josephine. Never was. Story is, he worshipped the doggone thing. Started fantasizing about it. Listen, everyone in Laconia knows all about him. Honey, your Ben Drake is a nut. Portia, are you with me? I'm here. The guy had never married, never found the right woman. But when he hung this picture, he began building up a sort of dream existence around it. Like he sort of used the image of this Josephine as a blueprint of the kind of woman he'd like to marry. Now, I ask you, is he or is he not a little off? Lan, you've gone to a lot of trouble, and I thank you. But you forget I'm an architect. Architects have to dream before they can build anything in reality. So you see, I can understand, Ben. Honey, are you ready? You've been awful thoughtful, Lan. Thank you. But are you... Goodbye, Lan. Oh, here you are. Darling, are you ready? Ready. How do I look? Uh, blue is always your best color. Well, Josephine, shall we go? Oh, yes, then. For though you love me, love, and yet you know me not, your love's enough to fill my life. Your love is all I've got. Pat French was Portia, Richard Christensen was Ben, with Bob McDonald, Lee Posh, and Dick Young. Josephine was produced and written by yours respectfully, Jim French. is distributed by the Nostalgia Broadcasting Corporation, Post Office Box 10914, St. Petersburg, Florida.